everybody, it's producer Mikey. And before we get going, just want to let you know about a non-for-profit that Osiris is involved with. It's called Fans for Racial Equity. It's a community of fish and jam band fans that promotes racial equity and respect for difference within the fish and greater jam band community and beyond. It strives to make the community a more welcoming space for people of all races and ethnicities. It was founded in 2017 and has an active social media presence with over 1,500 members in its Facebook group. Recent fans for racial equity activities have included tabling inside fish shows, working with music venues to implement racial equity training for staff, hosting an all-day virtual retreat that included a public panel highlighting the experiences of fans of color in the fish community and raising almost $5,000 for the racial justice organization Color of Change, an awesome organization. Check them out. Upcoming activities include mobilizing the community to support Black Lives Matter and also advocating that venues and bands use their influence to enact changes around policing in communities that fans visit to see shows. Also building out intervention training for fans and creating videos for fans to tell their story. Check out their Facebook page, facebook.com backslash fans for racial equity. That's with the PH. Twitter at fan with the PH. F-O-R-R-A-C-E-Q and they're on Instagram too at fans for racial equity Uh, give it a look for a good cause and we got a great episode for you today a deep dive into Ween's 8th studio album Quebec it's uh, the gang Will, Paul and Katie uh, joined by actor, writer, director artist, uh, poet as you will find out Chris Roberti, um, he's back on the show, uh, and it's a good one. So enjoy. Oh, cool. Sorry. Uh, I had uh, the YouTube page open on another browser. Uh, mm. welcome, welcome, everyone, to Godweed Evan, the Roberti Chronicles. Woo-woo! Uh, I like that. My name is Paul Gukowski. As me, as me with me always is uh, Katie Hartman. <gasps> it's me. That's true. Not a lie. Is it? No. What about you? Are you really Will Nunzi Nunziata? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so you're saying uh, you're yeah. not Will Nunzi Nunziata. Uh, great. And we have uh, with us again is uh, Chris Roberti, everyone. Hi, guys, gang, folks. Hi. And for I'm those so listening at, uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming again, Chris. Um, for anybody listening to the podcast version of this, just know that we are live streaming it on YouTube right now in the present, but you are in the future. There's no way that they could see this then. Well, you can always go back onto YouTube. Oh, okay. Check. They, they live there forever. Oh, okay. So they could Uh-oh. refer them so, to that someone page. Someone could be listening to this. In their car or in the, in the public transportation, perhaps with a mask right. on. 
hopefully. And then they got, and then they were like, oh, you know what? I'd rather watch this. Yeah. Get, hopefully not if they're driving, unless they have one of those Teslas that drive themselves. Ooh. I don't think we have any listeners who have self-driving Teslas. Did you know that Tesla has a, uh, there's a fun thing in the Tesla car. There's like a, uh, there's like a a game screen and there's like a prank. (laughs) There's a prank button where you could just make fart noises uh, and your passenger will think that you're farting. That's yeah, like a how feature. real are those fart noises, though? Because I've heard fake fart noises before. I've used them in my sketch comedy, and there's very few ones that sound real. Thank can you. Any, can any of you guys do a good one? Okay. Nunziata? A little, a little poppy. Let me go more of a... Huh? Oh, Ooh. that's a... I do, I do a similar one, but it's not as good. Katie Hartman? <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's similar. I, all right. Mm. That's mine. That's good. We're all sad trumpet farts. They're all of a kind, yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Great. So if you're in here for our listener, that's uh, for Austin Matolka driving around in his uh, Tesla. Um, uh, Carl Cardigan is wondering, what here? Uh, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a, a big Sapporo. Ooh, that's a good beer, man. Yums. Yeah. I, uh, I'm in a hotel room in Los Angeles, California. Uh, La La Land. What's the weather like? Really hot? Fires everywhere, right? It's fire. Yeah, it's hot. I was in Colorado. There was lots of fires there. And then I came here. They got lots of fires here. Huh, I'm going to say there's one similarity. We're tracking it. And it's you, Paul. You bring the fire. Yeah. I do, I do bring the heat, Katie Hartman. Mm. Oh, that's what um, I should have said. So right before we hopped on, I was eating dinner. I ordered, so I ordered sushi uh, takeout, and I went and picked it up and got a beer with it. And oh, then um, I was watching the beginning of the DNC, and there was a I – I was, like, just weeping openly to, like, a gun – there was a gun thing with, that Emma Gonzalez narrated, uh, and then there was a climate change that, and, and Kathy uh, Gifford – Kathy Gifford? What's her Kathy name? Kathy Lee Gifford? No, sorry. What's the one from New Mexico? The former oh, Gabby. The one that got Gabby, Gabby Gifford. Gifford. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like openly, I don't know if it's because I haven't slept a lot lately, but I was just openly weeping uh, watching this uh, into my sushi. I was like snotty. It was great. It was a bad scene. Um, you know, it does that for me, Will and Katie know. Um, I've been watching the a lot of different versions of Defying Gravity um, from the musical Wicked. And there's one point... You can talk to me offline about what really makes me cry, but is there is it was there a specific part of that song? Uh, it's, no, it's when she takes off on the broom, and then she said, "It's not her, it's me." And for whatever reason, that uh, it's me. Something musically is happening, and also taking all of the saying, "I am me," stepping into her wickedness, as it were. As uh, it were, makes me cry. Well, I mean, that is a very good uh, end of an act one. Jesus right Christ, could you imagine? You can't beat that. I, learned. I have a thing that makes me cry all the time, and, and it could be even like random YouTube videos. It's whenever someone is reunited uh, mm. with an animal or mm. a family member after a long period of time, mm-hmm. and or like if like a, a kid is coming home from the army and surprising his mom, yeah. like those kind of videos will make me cry and if, if there's ever a scene in the movie where uh you know a couple or a family sees each other after a long period of time and it's just 
overwhelmed with hmm. uh, emotion. Yeah. I just I, that gets me every time. Katie Hartman, what makes you cry? Fucking everything. Nice. You know. <laughs> Why you want to? What made you cry today? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, what made me cry today? Um, uh, my lack of discipline and my uh, continuous need, even the pandemic, to uh, uh, push things off and um, uh, d- uh, never finish the things the way I wanted to. I thought you were going to say the thing, like even in a pandemic, the need to do things. No, no, no. Uh, that's that's a new thing. For I have, uh, up until I want to say three weeks ago, have truly felt the need to do nothing. Oh, and then good. suddenly... I was like, well, if this is our new reality, I need to right. fucking do something. So yeah. I have now um, started doing too much, uh, but it's fine. What else am I going to do? Right. I thought you were going to say the song Popular from Wicked. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the, one, the song Popular by Not A Surf. Oh, yeah, sure. That's a more known. Which is a more known popular? Depends on who you're. But if it's worth high school or not. Uh, um, fortunately, I'm like right in the middle of those two things. So <laughs> they both make me cry. Um, well, that's great. Uh, maybe we'll cry. I have a feeling one of us, I'm really, I feel very fragile. Um, so, well, I'm, very, I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, me It's too. funny that we're talking about crying uh, because this record can definitely make one cry mm. and perhaps was birthed uh, out of uh, uh, sadness and, and breakups. For those of you listening on our podcast, Will held up a CD cover of Quebec. Mm-hmm. By uh, and we have uh, Chris Roberti here today uh, who has written a poem mm. inspired by every track. Chris, is that right? Yeah, and as, and as it stands right now, the title of the poems are the title of the tracks. That Great. works. And, Makes it easy. Um, yeah, maybe, you know, again, fans can go and, and suggest a name and then we'll, um, you know, hit them up on the uh, chat page. So today is Roberti's Quebec. Nice. Um, and I think we need to jump into it Yeah. Uh, if we want to get through all these. We do. I also want to say I have some theories about the album. I, I kind of, uh, I don't know. I guess I could talk about it at the end, maybe. But, um, I think it's nice to do that yeah, now. Yeah. 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 I think this album is about um, um, the settlement of North America. It's about colonialism. Um, and I don't exactly, I mean, I could take you through track by track, but basically it tells the story of. Um, like the first song I think is from the point of view of the native Americans or native, the indigenous people. Um, mm-hmm. They th- Oh, this guy's new in town. They think they can party, wait until they see what we party. And then slowly, um, you know, they become overwhelmed. There's also some sort of like psychedelic stuff happening there. Um, I can't really, the, the, so my, my big, the, the, the big story is um, like I said, conquest and colonialism and then this also with like apocalypse or post-apocalyptic thing which i do think is in in, um colonial event anyway this is already a wonderful and takes me for a left turn right away okay good Uh, and i thank you for that chris uh yeah so let's go to let's talk about our first track and our first poem 
Get two more things. Me. Well, one oh, more yeah, thing. Yeah. This album came out on my birthday, on my 24th birthday, I found out. Wow. How was 24 for you? I think it was okay. I mean, who knows when things really turned downhill, but um, <laughs> could have been then. Could have been then. All right, let's go. All so right. um, there's a preface to the poems, and okay. the, I, I looked up what Quebec meant, and in the, I want to say, um, oh, shit, I should know this. Um, uh, Ojibwe, I think, is the would be the whatever the tribe or the tribal Say language. Again? Say it again. Ojibwe, the Ojibwe, Ojibwe. language. Um, Quebec means the place where the river narrows. Mm. So the kind of a preface is the place where the river narrows. The easy life is over. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a little thing that I would, if this were a book, it would be a quote. It would say, I want to live in the world of music. We are all invaders in this world. So, but that's something that I wrote that I don't have to give that to anybody. No, so no. Keep it. So the first poem is, it's going to be a long I'm night. Definitely, I'm definitely going to cry, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be so great. <laughs> okay. This guy fucks like Motorhead in bed or that guy from Motorhead who is dead. And all the boats on the horizon thought that they could party, but watch us potlatch them into oblivion. They think it's a vacation, but wait till the boredom sets in. Wait till you're you again. Oh, my God. I know we have a, we're a limited amount of time. I, I, I think it would behoove us all if you were to... Is it too much to ask to read again, or is that bad? Oh, I can read it. It's a short one. I, could, yeah. I mean, I could also share this Google Doc with you. So I think we should definitely put this on. We should share okay. this with our listeners at some point. But All right. Just, it, yeah. It's going to be a long night. This guy fucks like Motorhead in bed or that guy from Motorhead who is dead. And all the boats on the horizon thought they could party. But watch us potlatch them into oblivion. They think it's a vacation. But wait till the boredom sets in. Wait till you're you again. Ooh. Whew. Right. Oh, I like that word potlatch. Time. Yeah. Do you know uh, about potlatches? No, I know nothing about potlatch. So it's a Native American tradition where um, you would basically invite your neighboring communities over and just feed them and feed them as a display of wealth. And I and like so, if you were the the guest, you would eat and eat and eat, and then you would go outside and throw up because to to say I can't eat anymore is sort of a sign of weakness. And then at a certain point, they would pour, like, oil from the ceiling into the fire. Again, this is sort of like a display of wealth, this, like, super valuable thing. And there are stories of, like, entire lodges burning down because of of this thing. And it's also thought that this was a way of redistributing wealth because if I were the king or the emissary from this neighboring tribe and I had to, um, you know, I went here, and even if I left in disgrace with all of this, like, abundance from my enemies or my whatever neighbors, I would then take that back to my people. And so there was, I mean, this could be, this is, I learned this in college, so this could be old information. But. Um, New to me. Thank you. There you wow. go. Well, you said, so potlatches is, 
is feeding your neighbors to excess, which is what also reminds me of Potluck, which Mm. is the name of a track off the B sides to the Quebec record. No kidding. Potluck. This stuff happens only on what God save God. um, God God save the Evan Queen. Yeah. (laughs) Um, All right. This is interesting now. All right, so that was it's going to be a long night. I don't. I mean, what would you think of the song itself, visceral? Yeah, it feels like uh, you know, it's awesome. I, I mean, I oh, you know, I could go back and forth here. Um, I like when he said nine eleven will help you fool. Yeah, and it felt like, like this guy. a real romp. I said I have never partied this hard, but then it ends in this. I, it ends in this wreck and a howl. Um, and I think like, um, I think this person is in over their head. I, again, my point of view is like, this is from the indigenous people seeing these people arrive and they're like, we can party too, but they don't know necessarily what the agenda is. God they don't damn. know the full wrath, the full wrath. That's right. Happened. And the, and the coldness, mm. um, so to speak. All right, let's go. Well, let's go to track two, Zoloft. All right. So let me have to scroll back down. I've got my notes and then I've got my poems. Okay. Zoloft. A doctor in an elevator took all the drugs he had on him and in the coat of the nurse to his left, then all of the medicines and pills in his, in the nurse's cart. Timothy, slow down, she said, but Timothy couldn't hear or wouldn't. He was crying so hard and began patting me down for drugs. He begged, please. I said, I'm just a patient. And I showed him my plastic bracelet. He wept deep, grieving weeps. So I, of course, felt bad about not being a doctor. I handed him over some syringes and vials I stole from floor seven's medicine chest. The look in Dr. Timothy's eyes when I handed him the drugs made me feel like Jesus Christ. And for a moment, I forgot I was dying very soon. I hate you so much. I hate how talented you are. I hate you. I hate well, you have, I hate everything about you. You have oh. to know that I feel like shit all the time. So, um. I mean, so do I, but I don't have what you have. <laughs> I'm okay. Thank you. I'll take a compliment. Wow. Oh, wow. What a journey. Uh, that, why well, come back to me. <laughs> I mean that 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 poem just makes me feel like I'm living in uh, in a sequel to uh, uh, Cuckoo's Nest. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. that's a, I was I was a similar kind of feeling of I was trying to make uh, trying to find the reference of like what director what film that that made me think of. Maybe it's Cuckoo. Yeah, maybe that's it. But just like the. Um, and Cuckoo's Nest had Chief as one of the main Who characters. Was Native American. Native yeah. American who's trying to escape the system. And it has the sacrifice of, uh, uh, what's his name, McMasters? McMurphy. Jack Nicholson? McMurphy, thank you. Uh, yeah, the sacrifice of McMurphy to free Chief. Hmm. Hmm. There's a much bigger picture here. Um yeah, what I'm trying to of, think. Like, what do you think of the song? I mean, it's a, this is it reminded. It's like very saccharine. Like the line "Make me love me" 
Um, it's like, you know, I think like, this, I think would be from the point of view of the, um, the invaders there, you know, if, if I'm pushing that story, did I like Zoloft? Um, I'll also say I, I, I bought Spotify for this album because I, I usually didn't, I never had Spotify. Um, and so now I'm, I have Spotify premium so that oh. I could listen to this. Congrats. It's good. It's been a, no, it's been a real good thing. Polly's got some good playlists up there. You could listen to him. I do. Roberta, I'd be happy to share them with you. Once you, send, do, yeah. once you send me your poems. Okay. This is the deal. And I also think these first three songs are really, it's like, it's like partying, drinking, then Zoloft kind of, and then some psychedelic experience. Um, and then it gets into what I think of like basically a missionary, uh, a missionary talking Sex. about, Jesus and stuff. Oh. Not missionary oh. position? No, no. Okay. Sorry. Although, I mean, so, I'll, have to, I'll have to look for that. So our next track is perhaps uh, one of the three hits uh, off this record. It's uh, everyone's favorite song, Transdermal Celebration. Uh, I, when I was in Savannah, I bought the record uh-huh. uh, for this, and I don't even own a record player. But I just wanted to support the band in some way. I know so now I'm starting a Ween record collection. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Um, so mean, this yeah. one, this one is called Transdermal Celebration. Uh, I never took enough drugs. Fear of throwing up, fear of what I'd become or what I'd prove myself to be. For those same reasons, I never dated until after high school and even then kept my love in sealed cases and prayed to God to take me soon. I'm on the outside of some tremendous thing. I can see through the membrane, but it is impenetrable, or rather, I am too weak to penetrate. So it did say penetrate in there, and that, I guess, is, could be construed as sexual. Uh, this one seems personal. Uh, is this is how autobiographical is this one, Bernie? Do you feel? I think. I mean, all of these. Well, so far, yeah. Maybe this is the most yeah. uh, autobiographical. It felt, the, it felt, the, it felt uh, like the the Zoloft felt like a surreal dream, like a right. sequence. Yeah. Well, I guess the thing about Zoloft was like it seems like a a fun story. Or a fun song, but there's something sinister at the bottom of it. It's yeah. um, that that sort of at the heart of that. Um, yeah. What do we think transdermal celebration? The phrase means. I mean, I think there's a syringe. They're right, like going heroin. through the dermis. Yeah, it's heroin, right? I think so, but I also think. Hold on, I got to go back. What did I say? Across the skin, party through the skin, a needle or a knife, kind of this like vision stuff. I, le- I said I, I love the guitar in this. Oh, what is he saying? A million miles to Mark A or my gate or Margate? To Mark A. Uh, hold on, I got the lyrics here. Uh, a billion, oh, it's hey, hey, a billion miles to Mark A. Is like a name or Position on a map. No, I, I, that's a great. That's a or great question. Neil? I think it's a position on a map, or I think it's also him finding right. a spot to shoot. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. 
Uh, there is a very cool music video for this song uh, that was fan made, uh, and then we took it as their official video. Um, it's all these little boognish aliens invading the earth. Uh, it's a very, very cool video. Also, um, Roberti, this is one of Evan's actual favorite Ween songs. Yeah, this I think it's like, number one for him. Yeah. Really? I don't yeah. think, I don't know, I have to re-listen to it. It, does, it was not one of my top, my top hits. You crazy. <laughs> you know it. You're fucking crazy. Uh, I would say it's, I mean, it's probably like my fourth or fifth favorite song on this album, though. It's not my... It's no, you tip it but I also this is my one of my favorite Ween albums. But. Yeah, um, among among his, his tribe. Tribe. Now, of course, even in the title of the track, hopefully, you're, so there's some resonance with um, a, a colonial uh, experience. I'm feeling Native American on this one. Well, but it seems like it's a story of Jesus or so, or some mm. mystic. So. Yeah. You get both. You get the West and, and then the New World. Okay. Among his tribe. The heavens speak but cannot be understood. An alarm somewhere believed the missionaries and leggy mamas in the forest, the new cafes and outdoor seating. There is a sounding alarm. The priest wore lilies and gold. There was a panic. There was stained glass, which is sand and dye, fired to a temperature of 3,090 degrees. Frozen blood, bloody blood. The veins narrow as they break free from the heart. Quebec. <laughs> um, I think we're going to have to, like, these, we're going to have to publish these, Roberti. These, I, think I, know. Not bad. I, I, I did think there's something here. There is something here. Oh, there's a there there for sure. Oh, my God. <laughs> And we could make you look like this photo on the It's so close. Pretty easy. Almost nothing. (laughs) When I wake up in the middle of the night, this is what I see. (laughs) My eyes are all out of whack. You're like the um, you're like the uh, the 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 more handsome ween cousin. I don't know what your name would be. Uh, Lean, (laughs) lean, lean. Yeah. Blue jeans, Wayne. Let's keep going. Okay. So many people in the neighborhood. Now, this again would definitely be the 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 view of the Native Americans. All these new people in my, in our neighborhood. Hold on, I got it. Trying to manage my uh, screen here. God damn it. Okay, there we go. So many people in the neighborhood. Amy isn't as incendiary as Lorelai. Lorelai would say things like, you get to go away. You have the resources to go away. I can't be mad at Anna for having money. You get nowhere for being angry at someone for that. There's what? Ew. I'm reading Hannah Arendt right now. Yeah. Totalitarianism. Yes, she's smart. It's good. Totalitarianism. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like off chilling over here. I'm getting into horror movies to get over it because I've got nothing better to do. I watched It Follows, Silence of the Lambs, Saw. Every time I wake up in the middle of the night to pee, I think there's someone in the bathroom. Oh, my God. Should I go pee in the coffee shop? Shouldn't I go pee in the coffee shop or back to Anne's apartment? (laughs) I love the variety of these poems. 
Well, I will say that this, I was sitting in a park and I was, this is kind of, I've edited it, but these are things that this woman next to me was saying on a phone call. Amazing. Um, was it so me? Kind of, kind of a <laughs> Katie, all of these poems are your words. Oh, God. That's why they were familiar. That's uh, just uh, as a uh, the other side of the coin, I'd like to read the actual lyrics. Let's to yes, song. yeah. Uh, so many people in the neighborhood. I don't know if they're very good people. How's about a piece of pie? Ding dong, ding dong. Socks and locks and cocks and rocks. Stay inside. Stay inside. It's uh, too prescient. Prussian? Prussian? Prussian. 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 Yes. It's a Protestant? Yes. Precious? What's that movie? What's that movie? Precious? With the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. All right. All right. Golem, Golem. It's a movie about Golem and (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. All right. Golem's Golem's, Golem's stealing fried chicken at the beginning of Precious. (laughs) Oh, Christ. Um, Our our next track is Tried and True. Oh, yeah. Tried and True. Um, Tried and True is, is the title of this poem, of course. So they're all the title of the uh, Tried and True. Is Tim Curry dead? I have a memory of him dying, but I have a memory of him tweeting. So both in my mind, alive and dead. I will never die. I will wait for a new lover. I could wait many lifetimes for something to happen. Love, success, cataclysm. But I won't or I can't as I am all creation now, so I want nothing. And just when you think you are all there is, you hear another voice saying whatever little things you've been saying all along, similar enough to be attractive, different enough to be attractive. Schrodinger's Curry. Truly. Is Tim Curry dead? No. He's still alive. Yeah, good. but there was a there was a rumor. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I'm glad. Yeah, is Simon Cowell dead? What? No, no, he got into like some bike accident. I think. I thought I must have dreamt it, or if he got into an accident, maybe I thought he was dead. You just uh, uh, exaggerated the accident in your mind, mm. as I'm sure Simon Cowell has done for yeah. Jeez, I feel dead. Ah. <laughs> oh. God, I'm loving these poems. I hey, good. Know. I'm glad. I really loved writing them. It was such an occasion to write poems, which I never really do anymore. Um, Chris, so. is it when you're writing a poem? Sure. Do you think about the performance or the reading of it? Like, are poems meant to be read aloud, or, or are they meant to be uh, on a page? Well, uh, what like what I like think, what do you think? Oh. I really got no idea. I, I think. I think they're, the thing I like most about them is performing them, but I think when you write them down, maybe you can write them in a certain way so that the performance in the person's head reading it is sort of, you know, it's like a musical score. Mm. But I just think about, I, I mean, I don't read it out loud when I'm writing it. I think it's, there's a rhythm thing that happens to me, um, especially towards the end or as I feel the end kind of coming. 
Hmm. What are your experiences with writing poetry or uh, reading or consuming poetry? Uh, mine are, are, are very, very, uh, uh, not much writing. I mean, song lyrics I've written a bunch, mm-hmm. uh, and they can be poetic, but not poetry. I took a poetry class in college and I just put a whole bunch of, uh, song lyrics into my final packet nice. and uh, the professor wrote back. It's like, are you sure these aren't songs? So like, do. <laughs> they, they, I've heard, I've heard Tusk before, Mr. <laughs> 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 no, they're all my songs. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't just giving them all Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> <laughs> this is my packet called Rumors. <laughs> uh, uh, you just put like the blues run the game as your final poetry piece. <laughs> Take a boat to England. <laughs> really, Miss Nunziata? <laughs> Katie, do you a have, mulatto Katie, do you and albino. <laughs> a mosquito. My libido. <laughs> Katie Hartman, do you do any poetry writing? No, no not really. Um, I just, uh, last week or the week before, what is time, uh, I, I was a theater teacher person oh, for a high go? school for a high school writers week. Um, it was great. And I, I've done that program like many, many summers in a row. And I always love it because that's one of the only times that I get like immersed in poetry. And it's like all these really wonderful people bring these new. So I bought actually a book of poems. Oh. Um, what, what book? Uh, that's a great question because now I can't think of it. <laughs> Not important. No. Uh, I will look it up, but I bought it because like uh, one of the teachers brought in this poem for the kids to read, and I loved it so much. And oh wow, yeah. So I'm I along with not having been creative at all until like three weeks ago, I also haven't been able to like read anything. Yeah, so I don't. Yeah, I've bought a bunch of books, and I need to just dive in. Yeah. Yeah. Polly, I know you write poetry. I do write. I'm no Roberti, that's for sure. I mostly write uh, poems on my phone on the subway. Mm. Uh, I mean, that's like, what's his name? The lunch poem, Frank O'Hara. Yeah. I've, my work has been uh, compared to Compared to, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I wrote, like, I'll write my mom, like, a, I wrote my mom a poem for her 70th birthday. You know, I'll write, um, I like, I write, you know, it's usually out of uh, uh, times of, like, dark, you know, Darkness or and yeah. or lust, uh, yeah. Or or the subway, which everyone knows. All of our longtime <laughs> listeners know that I adore the subway. Well, that's where darkness and lust go together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Ain't that the T roof? Uh, let's uh, keep going. Let's go let's forward. Yeah. Happy, happy colored marbles. Nice by Chris Roberti. Nobody can really prove their sanity, no matter how hard they try or how sane they appear. The human superpowers are misdirection and cleverness, masterminds all. Nobody can prove really, no matter how often they appear to be and manipulate themselves to be and assert that they are and have corroboration saying that they are and references at the ready, certified that they are, notarized that they are, willing to testify under oath that they are, sane. Felt like a, um, this felt like a monologue from Infinite Jest. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't finished it. Uh, no one has. <laughs> uh, my dad did, and my I, sister yeah, did. I did too, actually. But I'm just being. Yeah, All right. But 
Um, the, have you ever read um, Straight Man by Richard Russo? No. Uh, he talks about the at one point, he's like about a college, like it's really kind of like college professor who's just kind of small town, tenured over it, like destroying his life, but like in a comical way because there's mm-hmm. nothing matters. But at one point, his wife, who's like watching him fall apart, or maybe it's his mother-in-law, someone uh, tells him like, you know, he's like, you know, you're obviously very clever. Uh, and he's like, oh, yeah. And she's like, you know, there really is nothing worse than a clever man. No, <laughs> 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 it's always stuck with me. True. Uh, what'd you think of the song, Happy Colored Marbles, Chris? This, this feels like, oh, Saturday. taking my brains and putting them in your coat. Yeah. Um, Oh, this is, I said the weird voices bug me. Most people are not okay, but they're taking their siestas in the sun. I think it's a, like drugs as a stupefier or the idea of, of you know, most people aren't, uh, or the, the inherent pain of living and the way that we kind of try to um, dull that, but also being able to see, oh, all these other people are in some kind of stupor. And maybe I can, you know, rise above that or, or use that. Then what do I say? I Something epic happens in this out or in this song. The mm-hmm. fires, the forges of the stars, the billows or whatever, the furnace of the heaven. Yeah. There's Inside a whole thing. the furnace, yeah. the seams are tight and the heat is total. Did I say that or is that in the song? Uh, I think you I said think that. you said that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but this song is is really peachy clean on one end and then you're taking like a gondola ride through hell on the like yeah. on during the choruses or the I, on the bridge. I absolutely feel I taught the, in one of the poems. There's about the ferry boat in the in hell. Um, I, I mean, this this does I, again. This seems much more myth, mythical. The album it has mythological kind of feel, and the Argus is like a direct kind of whatever. Very much so. Yeah, um, that's my favorite Wayne song. I like that one a lot. Uh, hey there, fancy pants. Now this reminded me of the Beatles, of of like the White Album stuff. Totally. As a young boy, I went to the arcade in the night. The warm lights and a hot night, and my sunburned body oozing heat. My pockets full of scrounge quarters on my own. A boy in the dark summer, and then. Out of the crowd, an older boy, but no bigger, faced me and said, give me a quarter. I refused. Give me a quarter. I left my game in progress. He followed me like a shark for 20 minutes while I walked ahead of him, looking back, watching the games I had been waiting to play open up and be claimed. This boy was relentless. I walked out into the night towards the white beach and black sea, looking for my family to tell them what a great time I had had and how quickly I ran out of money. To corroborate my lie, I dug a hole, poured the quarters in, and buried them, too deep to be discovered. I love that. That's what you got out of the song. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing here? Well, I also say, I mean, (laughs) these are... You know, I, Democratic National Convention. Guys, um, I I wrote each of these while listening to this. I, I listened to the album a few times, and then I I wrote them while the song was playing. 
so sometimes I try, you know, sometimes I just try to let the, the feeling of the song, yeah, you know, combined with like the lyrics. And there was like this, like, I think it's a fun song, but there's some, again, there, there's something sinister at the bottom of it. Yeah, this is a lot of ween. I mean, that, that yeah. really actually describes a great deal of the catalog. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, and, and this record was the probably darkest point uh, in the band. Uh, Giner, the singer, was going through a huge uh, divorce mm-hmm. uh, during this, and I think everyone was going deep into their uh, their druggy holes. Uh, yeah. It became less of a, a fun time and more of a dark time. And also, uh, Claude doesn't really play drums on this record, because he was recovering from like this horrific car accident that he was in, mm-hmm. uh, where he was told he was never going to walk again, mm-hmm. uh, let alone play drums. And so all while this album was being recorded, they, they brought in all these guest drummers. And there's just this, this darkness that's under, under like almost all these tracks. Right. And if you, I mean, the, I wrote for you at the, it feels like the shining, the native American genocide, kind of this sort of, thing on top like you said the the surface and but also an acknowledgement that like everyone has like shattered dreams and broken parts you know um yeah yeah that's a pull from that song uh the next song is captain Captain. i like this one this is one of my favorite songs uh captain this is your your uh, river and uh, the underworld river will mm. Mm. sticks i'm uh, the band <laughs> captain i got two <laughs> i'm almost sure it's sharon the name of the person who ferries the dead from the world of the living into eternity <laughs> or what surely feels like it No pleading, please. She's heard it all before and worse than you can do. But still, I cried and writhed around. I kept one eye on Sharon to see if it was working. Maybe I would break the world with my sorrow. I could annihilate nature with my selfish sadness. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, I can hear, I can hear the song over that. Sort of, and this again, this is like a guy. This is a uh, captain. Turn around, take me home. I want to go back to Europe. Mm -hmm. This has been a terrible nightmare coming to the new world. You know, like it's just a fucked up, drugged up mess. Nobody's happy. Um, I don't know if this is a correlation, but I just watched uh, like during quarantine last month. Mel Gibson's Apocalyptico. Oh yeah, I never saw that. That's like South America. That's like Aztec or Incan, right? Yeah, it's uh, an intense movie. They all speak, uh, you know, in like like this dead Mayan right. language, and it's all about just. I mean, and I don't want to ruin the end. It, it, it's a it's a good uh, movie. Gibson hates Jews. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, need need you be reminded. <laughs> need you be reminded. Uh, our next track, uh, Paul Gukowski's favorite track on this record, maybe, uh, Chocolate Town. 
Uh, it's definitely up there. Chocolate Town. Haven't you heard about this town? Everything's chocolate. The trees, homes, the grass and gutters. It's a fucking mess. Stay away from that place. Tons of bees. <laughs> Can you read it again, please? Yeah, that's a, short one. that's a little short one. It'll get you. Chocolate Town. Haven't you heard about this town? Everything's chocolate. The trees, homes, the grass and gutters. It's a fucking mess. Stay away from that place. Tons of bees. <laughs> it's always summer in chocolate town. <laughs> oh, tons me, of there's bees. actually a, there's a David, there's a really great uh, David Berman poem called New York, New York. That's about um, these. It's like they built another New York just west of the, the regular New York. And every day the workers go there and they build, they're in charge of building replicas of their own homes. And it's, they love it. They start to love it there. And every day they come home later and later. And the women, you know, it's, it's misogynistic. Like the women start to worry. The soup gets cold. Like, um, and then one day, uh, one day a foreman like look, hears the noise and looks up and all the workers look up. And they're like, oh shit. And he's like, what? And he's like, pigeons. <laughs> uh, it reminded me of that chocolate town poem reminded me of that. It's like, oh, chocolate town. Can <laughs> you imagine living in a town made of chocolate? Pat, I, I love that everything else has also just been so like emotional. And then this is just like, stay away from that chocolate town. There's bees. He's <laughs> everywhere. Got to mix it up. Oh, what, yeah. what? I mean, what do you like? What do you, what's going on with Ween and chocolate? Well, there, so there's there obviously the connection to Brown, which is we, uh, do we talk about that on your last appearance on the on the program? I don't think so. No, well, it's a heavy concept. But basically, it's like uh, it's uh, it can be a it's it can be a lot of things. It's it's everything and, and all things. Uh, when it, it's really good, like good brown is like, like maybe in, during happy colored marbles, where mm-hmm. there's like that. Yeah. That's a brown. It's not the brown note, obviously. Right. Maybe it is. We've discussed that as well. But yeah, I know um, about that. But brown is also can be really bad. You know, brown. He, uh, uh, Mickey, the guitar player, described it. Uh, there's one quote about like, the Ramones when they showed like they opened up for the Ramones and the Ramones showed up. Like they're, they had no gear or like their car was like ripped apart. They had no doors on their car. Yeah, like a broken record. station wagon. Yeah. Um, so they, so it's, they have a record, a live record called Paint the Town Brown. It's kind of uh-huh. a philosophy, an attitude, an aesthetic, a sound. It's all of these things, an attitude. You know, like, you know that, that like when you're hearing like somebody just ripping a guitar solo yeah. and you have to kind of make a face because it's just so like... Oh, it's so nasty. Like he's just he is just a nasty guitar. Like yeah. like that is brown to me. Like where yeah. it's just so disgustingly good. But it can also so be real, real up in a good way. It can yeah. be real wrong too, or like this album is brown. It's emotionally brown, I think. And it's yeah. sadness. And brown's also like brown can be druggy, I think. You know, it's like the idea that Will was saying they were getting into these druggy places, more druggier. Where it's like you know, it's it's not a party if it happens every night, kind of thing. Right. And Brown's like where it starts to creep up the back of your neck, like um, yeah. Huh. I like yeah. that. 
And Chocolate do Town it. is written about uh, it's about Trenton, New Jersey. Uh, Trenton about, makes the world ticks. It's about buying drugs in chocolate. It's about okay. buying and getting arrested, I think, in Chocolate Town. They like Trenton as a black town. Uh, right. uh, yeah. Huh. Well, yeah, I mean, I, saw I, the I like this not song. written by the boys. They did not write this song. Uh, their best huh. friend, Mean Ween, uh, right. uh, penned the lyrics to this song. Uh, our next track is I Don't Want It. This one, I, I, love, I really like this song, too. For a few years, I kept returning to my college at graduation. I was in love, I guess, with some people there. I was in love with a girl, a boy, a doctor. I was in love with what I could have done if I went back and did it again, knowing all I know now. Forget about it. I'll do it right this time. It'll be clean. No hole of regret, no need for it. I'd walk away completely, completely in my cap and gown. I'd never turn around, never even move out of student housing. I used everything up so thoroughly, completely. My possessions do not exist. My possessions vaporized at my final touch. I ascended into heaven, complete, uh, oh, complete, free of longing, free of mind and ambition, a god or a bird or a wave of radio. I do want it. <laughs> this just seemed like an, an old a song that I would have listened to. This, this seems like, you know, kind of a breakup song, and a, that, that resonated of, of this like nostalgia for me. Yeah, and I mean that's what the song is about. You know, I think there's a lot of nostalgia in the song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think like, so. Back in my colonization story, it's like this guy went away, real happy, left his wife or whatever behind him and and his family, and then he's like, "Oh, it wasn't that good. I wish I I wish I wouldn't have gone on this trip, so to speak." What are you guys most nostalgic for in your lives? Is there a specific time or uh, an event or? I think being in in. COVID in quarantine, I started to really, the answer for me is 2003, but I really started like songs that I listened to in that era started like coming back to me. And I started to really have sense memories of that time. That was just after I graduated. It was my living alone for my first time in Boston. I had this like shitty basement apartment, but it was like very cozy. So that, I think that's, there's something about there. It felt like, it was very lonely and cold, but it also was like potential and, yeah. you know. What about you guys? Oh, now I'm going to cry. We did it. Yeah, Are we done? Yeah, yeah I think that's <laughs> it. I think we that's the end of the podcast. Okay, actually. bye. No, I was bye. just thinking of, because it's August and David and I were supposed to be in um, Edmonton doing um, our show. Mm. No. But I was thinking of the first time I went to the Edinburgh Fringe with Leah, it was just the most fun and like so hard. And we slept on like a couch and like a pool raft in like somebody's place and paid too much money for it. And we performed every night at 11 o'clock to like drunk people. But like throughout the, throughout the month, we like 
built this huge audience and so much fun and met all these people and really like felt validated in our own comedy for the first time, I think outside of New York city, because performing in New York city is just so hard. And like, it felt as like, Oh, okay. Like this is, this is a good thing. And this is like, mm-hmm. yeah, just like staying up till forever and getting wasted and waking up late and seeing yeah. ghosts. It was great. Yeah. Um, I, similar to Roberti, I, so Stacy and I spent uh, July, we uh, rented a house in Boulder, which is our college town. And so it, it very much, uh, and I had a lot of feelings, a lot of like, I would walk by the house I lived in senior year all the time. And we like went for bike rides on campus and I would go at like our dorms and, and, um, I was, there's a, certainly a a romanticism wrapped up in those uh, years, but there's also like being uh, older and um, not being drunk or fuck, you know, or snorting MDMA or like, uh, I just, I was like, oh, I wasted so much time here. Like, Mm. this is the most beautiful place I've ever lived. I lived here for four years and I never, there was a, there was a, a hike at the end of our street that we were living on. Um, Mount Sinitas and I would I, we did it like every day this month like in July because it was there it's like we could just walk outside it's the nicest thing we could do and I never did it in college because I was just so fucking drunk and stoned the entire time uh, and so it's like there's a nostalgic but also like missed like I, if I, if I, would, I could do it again I, I think I would do it very differently but I don't know that I would because I would be young dumb and full of cum but yeah our next track. Wait, well, should we just well, skip well, this one? Are you nostalgic? Well, about, oh. Will? <coughs> I mean, it's it's from the same time period. It's for the first, I think, four years that I lived in New York. We were all uh, in an apartment in Williamsburg together, and none of us had any money. Mm. We were like, we we're all working like shitty jobs. I was performing or rehearsing just about every night coming home like super late and just all of, all of my free time was just spent, you know, with my friends in my home and yeah. And and I'm just, I'm nostalgic. I think I did waste time. Like uh, Paul said, but it's also like, I grew up, I grew up and I, and I lived and it was like by my, you know, on my own. So I did. I did pine for a little of those days, especially during Corona, because um, I was home in in New York for three weeks while my uh, family was down in Savannah, and I was supposed to be working in my office, but they canceled it last minute, and so I just was in this apartment alone for three weeks. I don't think I've ever been alone uh, that long ever, mm. and I started to lose my mind. I went. I went days without like talking to people which yeah. has never happened. Which brings us right into the fucked jam. <laughs> Fuck jam. Honey, where are the keys? You had them earlier today. My heart is pounding. I think I'm having an aneurysm here. Honey. Huh. Let's go. That feels like every day for me. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that would hit a little too close. To <laughs> now, where's my wallet? Where's my mask? Where's my mask? Is my new one. <laughs> the, this is written. It ha- the first line has two syllables. The second line has four syllables. Then the next line has eight syllables. Then the next line has 16 syllables. And then it has two syllables again. Um, because the, the end of this song has all these like false endings. Oh, yeah. And like very weird breaks. And I thought oh, it would be interesting maybe to um, structure a poem like that. Or with Is that a song you ever want to listen to again? I kind of like it. I think I like that one a lot. I listen to it a few times. I I, I like I like it. Yeah. You're Uh, crazy. (laughs) You are crazy, but I love. Let me see what I write about it. Um, Um, I so I think it's a uh, fun song. Katie, why don't you like that song? Just grates on me. It like it's (laughs) it's like gets in my like spinal liquid, and I hate it. Really, it feels like I. It felt like a transmission from outer space. Like Mm. it was like these. Pulser, pul- pulsing, yeah. I like I like music like that. Yeah, there's a frequency that hits me in the wrong in the wrong place. It makes oh. me like my skin go like fire in the sky. It's like when he sees the the syrup and fire in the sky. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> that's the ticket. Alkin Road. Do you know what this means, Alkin Road? I do not know. Do you know? I think it's the Alaska Canada road. Oh my gosh. So that, you, I mean, that's, you, I'll that Google that. Well, that's, I did Google it and that came up there. <laughs> Guys, it's the Alaska highway. <laughs> right. I just Googled. Okay. It was constructed during world war two to connect contiguous United States to Alaska across Canada. I just looked it up. No big deal. Well, that's how I figured it out. I, I don't have that knowledge in my head. Anyway, this is a total apocalyptic, um, environment Alcan Road oh and so I wrote this as a prayer uh, close the doors O Lord break the chains and lockers hold O Lord the battering ram protect us mighty God let the wave roll over and fill us with breath dear God enshrine us in your protecting breast plug our ears O Lord there is shouting on the roads Lord preserve us Mother us, do not abandon us, my God. Close the doors tightly and help us to be silent. When our brethren are torn from us, do not let me cry out. Lord, stop the sound in my throat. Imprison my tongue. Amen. Oof. <laughs> was dark. <sighs> that feels like the, uh, uh, the Native Americans are winning. Well, you, know, you think that's from the point of view of? Well, yeah, because you, you're you're evo- you're ending with amen, and it's like a very uh, it's a it's a prayer to it sounds like to uh, Judeo Christian right. God to me. Oh, I see what you're saying, but and you think the people praying are the are the um, the colonists who are about to lose a battle? I felt like uh, the other way or the the. Yeah, yeah, I see what you say, though, Will. But to me, it felt like uh, when I think about people being ripped apart or brethren being ripped from arms or uh, I think of like Trail of Tears style shit more than. uh, Yeah. Yeah, but those poor colonists, though. 
You know, they were just, they're just there to do a job. And they just happened. They're not royalty. Wrong, wrong meeting. <laughs> All right, Will's canceled. Jeez, it can happen so quickly. <laughs> Uh, Facebook just got rid of all my QAnon group, so I don't know where. Oh, no, what are you going to do? I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, well. Uh, the best song on the record the is Argus. coming up is the Argus. Yeah. Uh, I got uh, Evan the, Kaufman I... did not like this song, and uh, that's, that's when it all went down for him. <laughs> one of the times. That was one of the times. One of the best. <laughs> Um, okay, the Argus. Piper sent a card about having friends in hell. We had no idea the hells that awaited us. Here we are, no longer friends, just two old guys sitting in hell, taking whatever fresh breaths we can manage. I wish that when I died, someone would have written a nice piece about me online, and that when I read it, it would have been impossible for me to say they're exaggerating. They're just trying to be nice. That's not really how it was. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, the Argus. <laughs> I had McDonald's breakfast this morning in the airport. What do you have? Number two, the sausage McMuffin with egg meal. That's what I always get. Sick. Sick. Um, uh, so, I mean, what do you guys know about the Argus? Oh, and I love that guitar at the end. Oh, it's so pretty. I think it's um, it's like widely the song is uh, is widely accepted as a top three Ween song. I think for most people, yeah. Um, in terms of just the the songwriting, the melody, um, the psychedelia aspect of it, it's fun live. It's like mm-hmm. it scratches all the itches. In terms of um, we talked about the um, the was it the the Greek mythology yeah. story yeah. of the art. Yeah. Right, that it's uh, it's a watcher, right? What is it? It's got all its like eyes. A, it's like a hundred eyes. So he, yeah. he was a guard. He, he was, was turned into defending a, the cow girlfriend. Yes, of Zeus. <laughs> and then and Zeus tunes the girl into a cow to protect her, and then has the cow to watch it, or has the yeah. has the Argus, Argus to, yeah. Athena, yeah, and Athena sent the Argus to guard the cow, and Zeus's assassin, I forget who it was, killed the Argus by singing him to sleep and then stabbing him when all the eyes closed. Mm. And peacocks. Oh, are, that's the, the eyes in their tails. Yeah. Wow. She, she, she paid tribute to the Argus, put the eyes of the Argus onto the feathers of the peacock. Well, oh, I, fucking I, I love, love this song. song. Great enunciation oh. of peacock, by the way, Will. Peacock. No, thank you. Almost uh, we guys, we're at the end of the record. We have one track oh left. Uh, if you could save yourself, you'd save us all. This, uh, let me just say this I had an interesting experience writing this poem. I was tired of writing poems at this point, sure, and I wanted to end, but the poem kept me, kept me writing kind of that's a good uh, feeling yeah yeah it's great. i mean it is a great feeling i think i talked about it with my uh my career creative career counselor uh today and did you make 
uh, them listen to the song. Is before. that Ali Farnakian? <laughs> you, know, you know his work. <laughs> I'm on all a sliding right. scale every time. No, I don't now, now we're officially all canceled. <laughs> um, no, I didn't go into the specifics, but it was. she was like, when was the time that you were right, like that you felt kind of in the flow or whatever? Mm-hmm. I, I can't say enough I, good things about this. A uh, woman I'm working with um, for like a creative career counselor person. I'll tell you more about it later offline. Okay, if you could save yourself. This is a good song and a good album about drugs and colonialism. I'm fatigued and all I want to do is eat chocolate cake. All I want to do is get back in really good shape. And all I want to do is be so good at something everybody wants to witness. And all I want to do is love myself. And all I want to do is have made no one unhappy. And all I want to do is watch The Mandalorian on Disney Plus and imagine that I am The Mandalorian or a friend of The Mandalorian. Honorable, well-trained, equipped with a laser and a starship capable of faster than light travel. That is that is like the poem for pandemic quarantine. <laughs> Man, I love the Mandalorian. So good. <laughs> I, I, I'm on the. La- I haven't watched the last episode. I've I've been really trying to savor them. I, I didn't see any of it. David watched it all while oh I was doing God. other stuff. Watch it. I don't I mean, really need to see it. I don't think. Oh. Do I need to? I love. You I mean, watch it. it it's it's like, like Star Wars thing. It really is. Oh, good. Mm. And it's cute. So cute. And Amy Sedaris is in it. Yeah. Nick Nolte. Oh, wow. And IG-88 is the coolest character. You know, uh, don't... Th- I mean, he. I know that he's coming back, but... Yeah, no spoilers. There's, a, cool. there's <laughs> a... So there's when the baby Yoda was like a meme going around. Yeah. I don't know when it's when, when it's like an active video. Is that's I don't know. That's not a it's not a gif, but a, you can call it a meme. You can call yeah. it a meme. So that when that meme was going around, someone you know where he's like where Baby Yoda is, is Baby Yoda they them. Either way, uh, Baby Yoda is <laughs> turning the music on or whatever, and someone yeah. did it with the fucked jam. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it kind of worked perfect. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't watch it for so long. And then, like, I knew Baby Yoda was a thing. I was like, great, that's a spoiler. But that happens in the first episode. So that was, oh, that's fine. That's not a real big spoiler. Okay. Um, right. these, these poems were such a, like, what, what a wonderful pleasure to have, have you on and listen, get to listen to these poems. That's what I meant to say. Well, thank you. And I, again, I really had no... Whether or not you like them, I'm glad it seems that you liked at least some of them. It was a real, it's a healing and a and a affirming thing to just write them, I think. It's always good having written a poem and, or written anything. So this is a great occasion to do that. And I think this is something that the, the Ween fan base uh, does, is that they all use Ween as like their jumping off point. Uh, to create in some way, you'll you'll yeah. have people that are uh, amazing uh, comic book artists, and they'll create zines. You have people that you know like to hang out and talk, and will create a podcast. Yeah. You have people that you know, that want to write music. Jewelry, I mean, Pins. yeah, I mean, jams. jams. Yeah, I mean, it's it's and it's people that give 
these things, uh, you know, to the community. Yeah. And Chris, you, you, you used your gift and you gave us poetry based off of a record. And I think that's uh, kind of perfect. I love it. I what do you understand? Oh, I, I, like what do you guys, how do, what, do you, what sense do you, as fans, as people in the Ween fandom, how do you locate Quebec? Uh, as we, as Will kind of talked know. about earlier, uh, I think it's, to me, it's, and I think we maybe mentioned this at, when we did the chocolate and cheese record, as we were talking about this as a possibility. To me, it feels, um, even though there's wild psychedelic music on this and, and there's the either opening song is a Motorhead-esque, you know, mm-hmm. fucking thrash rape, fuck, who knows, you know, like, what the fuck? Um, I think it is like their most, uh, it's kind of their most sophisticated record. Um, it's the most. It's the record that, when they choose to, uh, which they did, they've done their whole career. But on no, I don't think they ever did it with to the effect they did it on this one, where they, they actually choose to write songs um, about human experience. Uh, like I just, I think that uh, that uh, if you could save yourself, is I, I think that's actually the best song on the, on the album. I think that's their masterpiece. I think that's the greatest song they ever wrote. Um, but so I think it's a, an adult record by a, a band that started when they were 13, you know, I, yeah. so I, I don't mean to enter uh, my own question, but what I, I didn't know what to make of that, of that song. There's like a story in there about the diplomat or whatever. And, um, yeah. I think those are all either inside jokes or metaphors uh-huh. that are, are that, you could put your own meaning onto that, that G that, you know, Aaron probably knows what they're referencing. Um, but the overall, I, the idea of like, if you, if you, I mean, it, it goes back to the colonialism too, right? Like the mindset of the, of the colonizer, right. Um, that they must be pure, like a Puritan must, if the, if the Puritan can stay pure, what can't he, she, but he in this, you know, yeah. can't, what can't he fix? What can't he save if he is devout enough? Yeah. Um, and I think in, in terms of the record and the story that Jean's, that Aaron's telling in terms of monogamy or, or, or marriage and commitment, um, the idea of if you could get your own shit together, um, uh, you could probably keep the whole, you could save, you could save the marriage, you could save the relationship, you could save the family. Or it's um, equally as hard to save yourself as it is to save the whole world. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And I think that's like, that's the most realist, heaviest concept that they've ever written mm-hmm. or explored. It's, also, it's, a, hard, it's a hard thing to hear. It's a hard thing to like, know that, you know, it's like, oh, you put so much effort out, you know, to help other people, to help other people, you know, sometimes. And it's just like, well... If you could fix yourself, that would help other people. Yeah. But it's almost too much. Mm. And I think with the, the Ween oeuvre, I think this is a lot of people's favorite record or probably second favorite record. I think it's my second favorite record. Uh, and it's got two of my favorite songs in the Ween uh, uh, oeuvre uh, on this record. 
Which are what? The Argus and then Save Yourself. It's the uh, the Jordan Pippen of Ween songs. (laughs) I don't get it. (laughs) Is that a basketball reference? That is. Is it? Yeah. You got it, it, Katie Hartman. Swish. (laughs) Swish. Um, so does anyone else have anything uh, about uh, else about Quebec uh, to chat about? Uh, I just I, 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 I before Roberti go, we should give everybody the last word. And if anybody else wants to say anything, uh, I just want to say thank you, Roberti, for doing I, I really yeah, I think we all were very moved uh, and, and, and unsurprisingly. Blo- I mean, I, I think whatever expectations I had, though, they were exceeded. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> not that I, I just when we the idea came about it was like I was really excited about it um, and this was more than I even dreamt it could be so oh thank you yeah yeah there are, I mean there are some poems that I'm pretty proud of in here you uh, should be which is Chocolate Town Chocolate <laughs> <Talk with> Town <laughs> yeah I think we need to release like a little uh, a little quarter book yeah and it just Chris Roberti's uh, Quebec. This these should be in the Weenzine. They should be. They should be in the Well, we should figure out. We know um, a guy. We know a guy. We should figure out um, the uh, best way to. What, how should we put these out to the world? I mean, Roberti, they're your intellectual property. I mean, they're your property. I don't care. How should we? <laughs> Um, I, I'll just send them to you, and then okay. you can put them online or wherever. We could put uh, them over. We could like put them on pictures. Oh um, yeah, and then we could put them on like the Facebook group or something. Like we could make an album. Right. I personally can't do that, but yeah. <laughs> if, if anyone out there has got some Photoshop skills, <laughs> I think the. The cover of Roberti's Quebec. I think the weed zine is a good idea for sure. I don't know what next one next one Eli is going to do, you know. But he could probably help out with some graphic representation of these poems, though. Maybe. And know. apparently, in the comments, more Roberti in the future, please. Hey, I'll do it. <laughs> I will do it. Fan favorite. Who knows what I'll do next time? I'll be a asked. Dance? To- I, I mean, I would. I, I mean, I don't think. Well, I'll just say I would. I, I mean, I don't think. <laughs> it got so it really good. It's so good. I think I said this last time. It's just so good to see you, people. Yeah, man. Let's um, let's do some plugs. But I know we did them last time. But just in case they didn't see and people didn't hear, let's do some plugs for your work. My work. Um, well, you could see a movie called Same Boat with Katie Hartman um, and Kevin others. Kaufman. Evan Kaufman, uh, David Carl. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I think you have to pay for it, but it's the same boat. And you don't have to go, pay go for it. Go buy it. Go buy it, you cheap yes, sons man. of bitches. Um, but if you are, if for free, and now there's hours of this, mm-hmm. um, go to www.ahumanesociety.com. Please and do. this is... It was a, a year, so it was monthly kind of um, like a web. I mean, it was a web series. Like um, Katie Hartman's involved in that as well. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, if you liked those poems, there are more poems in Humane this, Society. Yeah, you could really be liking a Humane Society. The shortest one is about 14 minutes long, and the longest one is about three and a half hours long. Is so, that true? Yeah. Isn't one of them like 10 minutes? No? I think the short, the short we were like, we're going to make these eight to 10 minutes. The first one was 14 minutes, and then we just <laughs> threw any sort of time constraint into the wind. They're so beautiful, though. They're so funny and beautiful. There's one bit you did on Humane Society that I think about uh, almost weekly. Every time I see a city bike stand, was was the whole bit with returning uh, city bikes. uh, And getting points. And getting points, yeah. I think about that that (laughs) all the time. (laughs) I'm glad. Uh, Play us out, Polly. All right, yeah, uh, Roberti, uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank, thank you, you. Being, uh, being with us. Uh, really you... getting into Wayne. Oh, yeah. Um, thanks to producer Mikey. Thanks to Osiris. Thank you, Mikey. Uh, thanks to everybody who tuned in. Thanks to everybody who's listening to this in the future. Uh, we'll be back next month or so, something, someday. Somehow. Roberti's going to do an interpretive dance to... Uh, painting the town brown. <laughs> Every song, all like 36 tracks on painting the town brown. <laughs> Roberta's going to do an interpretive dance. I hope they're short. They are. No. <laughs> they're not. Uh, Vallejo is like 36 minutes. <laughs>
This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at osirispod.com.